got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto, everybody. In today's episode, we're not only going to be talking about the Bitcoin price and the drop that we've seen over the last couple of hours, but we're also going to be talking about former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, who says that potentially Bitcoin should not remain neutral. Instead, Bitcoin and the exchanges around it should pick a side over the Russia-Ukraine conflict. We're going to be discussing the concepts of decentralization and the future of Bitcoin, the principles it was founded on and the purpose it was created for in the first place. Was Bitcoin created? to pick sides over political conflicts so that we can attack against different people that are evil, different states that are doing things that they shouldn't be? Or does Bitcoin absolutely have to maintain its neutrality above all else? Vitalik Buterin, for example, said that he is not neutral on the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but Ethereum most certainly is. We're going to talk about decentralization and the political stances that cryptocurrencies can and will take in today's episode. But in today's episode, we are joined, as always, by T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? It's a fun day because, you know, I've, I've sat in Jeb's seat before, and yeah, I have my own set, so I don't have to flip when I do this. So I've hosted the show, but today I get to be the Kelly of the show because Kelly yeah. is not here. So I, you know, Smay and I actually this morning went and did all the research for the articles, and I'm going to get to read those to you today. It's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, we had our workout this morning, Smay and I. Smay yes. had a new PR. He's going to tell you about that here in just a second. Ooh, I, I mean, I wasn't, but I can. It was a good morning. There and it's going to be a good morning yeah. the rest of the show. So. Well, speaking of Smay, let's go ahead and introduce him. Smay, our technical director and producer. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Woo. We went to the gym this morning, and I worked out. Okay. And uh, we did deadlifts, and I did uh, 210. You know, it's still pretty light. Nice. 215. 215. Yeah. 215. We didn't add 215. I was going to say, 210 is a weird number. Okay, I did 215. Okay. And it was, uh, it was de- definitely a fun one. Nice. Now, uh, I will say that uh, because of how I feel, there's something scientifically that happens when you work out. You end up getting a lot of endorphins in your yes. body. Endorphins make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do when I feel good, my favorite first thing I ever think to do, right, is to say these green names. These Ooh. green names make me feel so good. <laughs> so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to say uh, uh, Ricardo Vinegas, Matt C, Whoa. Air Crypto 420, <laughs> hold on, Alexandre Inacio, Whoa. Crypto Sec Guy, Crypto Alchemist? Whoa. What? Whoa. Just Ray? Oh, Agent Gold? Eye of the Beholder? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Hold on. The Bitcoinologist? Whoa, I gotta run through these faster. Spirit Maker? Whoa. Oh my gosh. You guys are the greatest people in the world. And uh, I just want to say, I'm still confident in my price prediction. 48, it's happening. Uh, we're, I'm going to call on some whales we're real quick. Whales. Calling all the whales. Calling all the whales. We got Hoskins, Sailor, and Elon on the other line. We're going to pump the price. I love you guys. Yes. We're going to bring him that HODL trophy, but we're also joined by a very special guest today. Met him about a year ago on Around the Blockchain. Very good friend of the channel. Works a lot with Kelly over on Twitter Spaces, and today he is on Coffee and Crypto. His name is Harry, otherwise known as CryptoVet. How you doing, my friend? Everybody, thank you so much for having me on. Super happy to be here. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed doing everything with Kelly and you know everything with you guys around the blockchain, so I'm pumped to be here, and let's make it happen. Heck yeah, guys. Well, we got a great show lined up for you. We've got a lot of political things that we're going to be talking about and trending lightly around today. As you know, there is a major conflict going on in Europe. The largest conflict that that continent has seen in the last 70 years is a very tragic, horrible thing that is going on over there. And a lot of political pundits around the country, uh, around the United States, are coming out making statements about it. And as I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of Hillary Clinton's statements here in a little bit. But before we get to that, we're first going to do our market rundown. Before we get to that, though, today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you want to invest with your retirement account in the cryptocurrency markets, there is no better place to do it. You can find the links to do so down below. But let's go ahead and take a look here at CoinMarketCap. We can see Bitcoin trading at $41,300, down 6% over the day. We can see Ethereum down 7% as well. Binance down 4%, XRP down 4%, Luna down 4%, Solana down 8%, Avalanche even down 22%. It has been performing very well, so has Luna, but all of these projects down quite a bit right now. Looking over the last 24 hours, we can see Cosmos, Wave, Celo, Chili's, I almost said Chili's. Chili's, ThorChain are some of the only ones that are in the green right now. And we can also see that in the biggest losers, 
We have some different projects like Rocket Pool, Convex Finance, Insure DeFi, some different projects that I'm not very familiar with. It's at least throw, right now coin market cap's throwing itself off because it's trying to show everything, but that's completely all right. Here's the deal, guys. As Bitcoin goes into a correction here, we're also pulling away from $2 trillion market capitalization, which a lot of people don't realize. This is actually a very important level of resistance that Bitcoin has been attempting, or excuse me, all of crypto has been attempting to get above for a while. It's hard to see on the price action charts because you're not looking at a market capitalization chart over here, but you can see it on coin market cap. This line right here, this, this horizontal line at this point right there represents $2 trillion. You can see we tested it and rejected from it earlier on in February. We tested it and rejected from it in mid-February, and then we tested and rejected from it here just a couple of days ago in early March, and we pulled back down and tested as support before. Right now, it's not only technicals and chart formations on Bitcoin and Ethereum that are driving the price of Bitcoin. It's also that $2 trillion market capitalization. And in fact, even as we look at our different charts over here on CoinMarketCap, we can remember that one of the things going on right now that is both a bullish and also kind of a confusing thing is that one, Bitcoin is currently sitting at 39, or excuse me, back in January, Bitcoin was sitting at 39% market dominance, was rallied all the way up to 41.76, taking some of that dominance away from Ethereum. The reason that that is important is because it shows us that people are starting to take their money from Ethereum, they're starting to take their money from the altcoins, and they're starting to put them back into Bitcoin. That oftentimes shows us that the Bitcoin market is the market that is the more uh, stable of the two. It means that people are starting to invest in Bitcoin because they see opportunity in Bitcoin rather than speculating on altcoins. A lot of times that is what we call the beginning of the altcoin engine. It means that things are starting to kick off. It means that people are starting to you know, say, okay, hang on a second with the altcoins. I'm going to put some into Bitcoin because it seems like Bitcoin is really starting to run. Another couple of things to look at here. We're looking at a just under $800 billion market capitalization on Bitcoin. If you didn't realize this, we're also about to pass nine, uh, 19 million in circulating supply for Bitcoin. And despite the recent price drop, we are still up over the last seven days. Now, even before we get into the actual technical analysis on Bitcoin, I do actually want to show you one chart, and that would be the Brent crude oil futures. Uh, excuse me, not futures, Brent crude oil. I want to show you what's going on with the oil price. We were actually talking about this right before we went on air. Oil has absolutely skyrocketed to $115 a barrel. Pretty much all of you guys are talking about that in chat. You've recognized it down here in Florida. We are used to, you know, $2.20 uh, a gallon gas prices. <clears throat> right now, you guys are spending $2 a liter in nations that use the uh, use the metric uh, metric system. We're used to $2.20. We're almost $4 a gallon of gasoline right now. We've talked about the history of what's going on with Russia and everything. Russia has talked about not expanding production to meet the demand. They're going to keep it lower to keep the gas prices higher. Story for another day, but I did want to bring that to your attention. Right now, gas, uh, excuse me, oil prices are sitting in approaching all-time high territories. This is where we were sitting between 2011 and 2014. If you study the shipping industry, you'll know that this time, a lot of different things like slow steaming came about. Uh, very high oil prices have a big impact on the Bitcoin cryptocurrency markets. We're going to talk about that more in other content, but I did just want to bring that to our attention really quickly. Now, before we jump into the actual Bitcoin technical analysis. I want to ask Tim, Tim, what were some of your biggest takeaways from the show yesterday? Yeah. And what are some of the most important things that you think we need to cover today? Well, we did discuss how we were yesterday, again, keyword were, in a flag uh, that we broke bearish out of. So that happens sometimes with bull flags that they don't actually end up going to their full fruition. Uh, we did talk about if it had gone up, I did think that 46 was going to be a level of resistance. Turns out that that's irrelevant. We didn't go and hit 46 to resist. We went ahead and started heading down towards 42, now sitting right around 41. I still think, though, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, I still think even if we're below 42, 40,000 at this point is still semi a strong level of support that would still fall under that inverse head and shoulders pattern. But there is a lot to kind of watch. Uh, I didn't say this on the show yesterday, but I put it on Twitter that right now I'm kind of in a spot. I'm watching the market, but my two buying opportunities, my next buying opportunities, because I do have some money I want to put into Bitcoin, is going to be either confirmations above 46 or dropping back down into the mid 30s uh, before I purchase. There you go. Well, good deal, guys. Well, what we're going to do now is we're actually going to go ahead and jump into our Bitcoin technical analysis. Quite a bit to talk about here, but before we get into it, smash that like button. Thank you so very much to the thousand plus people that are watching live right now. Go ahead and hit that like button. It really helps us support our channel, helps to promote us in the algorithm. If you think you're getting value out of this content, then someone else might as well. So we very much appreciate your support. But let's go ahead and take a look at Bitcoin here. So there's a lot of things we need to break down. Right now, Bitcoin is playing with a ton of different levels. I'm going to go on the four hourly chart. There's a few things I'm going to kind of move around here. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of that. And I'm going to get rid of these two lines right here. Everything that's left here on the chart is actually very important. We have support here at $40,000. We have resistance currently at $42,000. 
$4,000 and we have resistance here at $44,500. I'll go ahead and switch these to red so that you can see them a little bit easier. Let's go ahead and do this. I like to use red for my resistance and blue for my support. Right now, Bitcoin is in a smaller correction and we talked about back when I was on the show on Wednesday, how it would not necessarily be a bad thing to see Bitcoin come down to $42,000, maybe even a little bit lower, because it means that we could institute this inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now, right now, where we are sitting on Bitcoin is a little bit lower than I would like. I would have liked Bitcoin to hold around $42,000. I need to check, but I have a feeling that there were quite a bit of long liquidations over the last couple of days that led to a large drop here. And also, there's still quite a bit of fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the cryptocurrency markets. So that leads to this drop on Bitcoin. But the question now is, can this turn into opportunity? Because yes, there is an inverse head and shoulders pattern printing, but first we need to have a bounce on Bitcoin. And by the way, if we did have a bounce on Bitcoin here, which I think we probably will, then we would also, in theory, be forming a cup and handle formation just like this with an uptrend right there, and then we'd have our price target. So there's two different patterns that are that are teasing that they may be forming. Let's go ahead and look at these right here. If we did see that inverse head and shoulders pattern break to the upside, we'd be looking at $57,000. You would draw the price target for a cup and handle pattern exactly the same way. The reason that I think that there is still a chance that we could see this inverse head and shoulders pattern play out is because of this uptrending level of support right here. We have tests going all the way back to January the 21st. We can see that here and then also here on January 24th. Tests here on February the 3rd. Resistance and support touches here on the 20th and 21st of February. Resistance here and we are now testing it as support again. So, Tim, do you think that we're going to be able to see this inverse head and shoulders pattern play out and do you yeah. think a $57,000 price target is reasonable? It's still well within the card. So, do I think it's going to play out? This is this is where I've been wrong. I'm going to say where I've been right where I've been wrong. What I've been right about is my options that I think that we have. I, I lay out the options and the reasons it's going to do things. What I've been wrong about recently is trying to guess what I think the option is. There's Until we see confirmations, you'll never know for certain. Uh, and we'll go to my chart here in a little bit, I think, after Jeb does his. But as of it, as it stands right now, inverse head and shoulders pattern is definitely not played out. It's definitely not out of the cards. It's not a sure thing, though. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more. But as it stands right now, yes, I still believe it is very possible and potentially even likely. But there still is an argument to be made that it won't happen. I know that's not the, the, the answer people like. It could go up, could go down. But it's what is needed, even if it's not wanted. Absolutely. And I think it's very important also that we keep in mind the fundamentals and the technicals and the on-chain. Everything here, we got to look at this as a all-inclusive picture. There is a lot of FUD coming out of Eastern Europe right now. There is a lot of FUD coming out of gas prices in the United States, largely driven by the supply of oil coming out of the Middle East and Russia. There is a lot of FUD coming out about inflation, about interest rates. We talked about interest rates on the show yesterday a little bit, I believe. I think you guys touched on that. I saw a poll on Twitter. So what I'm getting at here is that there is a whirlwind of information going around in cryptocurrency that is leading to a lot of this FUD. Does any of it actually have to do with the fundamentals underlying intrinsic value of Bitcoin? No, it doesn't. The what does impact Bitcoin are news and technicals and fundamentals that are short-term, that are FUD. What is actually going to drive the long-term price of Bitcoin, what has always driven the long-term price of Bitcoin, is the block, uh, excuse me, the hash rate, the difficulty, the number of active users, the number of, the, the, excuse me, the, the uh, number, the retail in it, the uh, institutional adoption. All of those things are continuing to push forward. So just keep that in mind as we talk about this price action. So looking out the daily chart, I want to zoom out a little bit. One of the things that we do see is that there is a little bit of a red waterfall going on right now on Bitcoin dropping down here. I would say that $40,000 is a level to be watching. I, quite frankly, have seen a lot of my technical confirmations of an uptrend on Bitcoin already get invalidated. I told you guys I want to see four things, and I want to see all four of these things play out with confidence if I'm going to say that Bitcoin's going to go into a big uptrend of $57,000 or whatnot. I want to see Bitcoin stay above $42,000 confidently for 7 to 10 days. We've already dropped below that. I want to see a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo for 7 to 10 days. That is currently in, the, in play, but we'll see for how long. On the three-daily chart, I also said I want wanted to see RSI above 50 for th for 7 to 10 days and I also said I want to see MACD bullish for 7 to 10 more days that has already played out currently a couple of those are invalidating themselves however what Bitcoin can do to come in and start an actual rally is it can come here on the three daily chart and bounce off of this trend catcher. And if it moves to the upside, we could end up seeing a bullish buy signal on the Lux Algo indicator out here on the three daily chart for the first time since October 1. What we saw is that the last every single time that we have ever seen trend catcher, excuse me, a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo out on the three daily chart, which I actually have vertical lines drawing them right here. Every single time we've ever seen a confirmed buy signal on the daily on the three daily chart in the last two years, it is like 
led to a major rally. We do have the opportunity to go ahead and place one of those, uh, to put one of those in play here in just the next couple of days. And if we do, that would help us to lead to the upside. So there's a lot of long-term technicals, a lot of long-term fundamentals at play right now. But Harry, I'd love to ask your opinion on this. There are some reasons that we're kind of scared. We're a little bit bearish down on the daily chart, but excuse me, even on the four hourly chart. But I think you might agree that long-term the fundamentals are looking pretty solid. So what is your take of this, um, you know, th this argument between the long-term bullish fundamentals and the short-term FUD and price action? Uh, I think currently right now between short-term price FUD action and long-term macro fundamentals, everyone's trying to figure out how does this play into this short-term price action? Like how can I make money? Because most mm -hmm. people are trying to go in and day trade and, and make a little bit here and kind of go up. And if, if we're trying to do that, there's a completely different strategy that has to be taken when you want to approach these markets. So when you're brand new to the market, uh, you know, and I know you and a lot of other people say this, you need to figure out where do you stand? And if you are just now learning, maybe you shouldn't be going into leverage trading on Cardano on Bybit using a VPN if you still barely just got into Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? So as far as figuring out what to do now, now we have the lowest volume overall, especially since the beginning of the year and when we had our high last year, the volume just been steadily decreasing. We have conflicts going on across the world. So overall, in the end, we know and we hope that Bitcoin's price is going to go up, and that's what we're playing off of. But if we're going off of now, we have to look more onto the on-chain and people's psychology and the TA behind it. And if we look at it right now, we can kind of see, like you said, on the four-hourly, we might see a little bit of a bottom. If you look at market cipher, we can see the momentum wave slowly coming down on a bottom, where we could be bouncing off of, say, the 20 daily exponential moving average. I believe right there's also the 50 daily simple moving average. So for traders who are just using the simple moving average, this could be a really good bounce point. But I'm still long-term fundamentals on Bitcoin. So right now, this is this is baby price action before a bigger move here soon. I totally agree with you. And by the way, Vet, let me go ahead and uh, read a comment here. Crypto Alchemist said, at Crypto Vet, dude's got some sick ink, which I totally agree yes, with. By the way, Vet, I introduced you at the beginning of the show. Some people just tuned in. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, how we met, and uh, also where people can find you on social media? Because you're definitely somebody that people ought to be following. Oh, much appreciated. Yeah. So uh, many, I guess, during the, the C word, when that all started, I was originally a veterinary surgeon. I, it's the uh, disease that shall not be named. Yes. We call it the 2020. Yeah, yeah. So I originally was a veterinary surgeon. And, you know, when that happened, you know, my daily work got cut down. So I went to figuring out something else. I started I was already invested in real estate, um, other types of Forex and stocks moved into really diving into crypto. Um, almost bought crypto in 2012. Didn't bought a house oh, instead. No. I'm an idiot. Uh, but, you know, here we are now. I've been doing YouTube for a couple of years. I'm currently the director of technology now for PennyFly Entertainment. And uh, what I do there is I help bring crypto to artist brands and it's an artist for artist platform. So that way, if you're really talented, you don't have to give up all of your stuff to Capitol Records mm. just to have a, a hit that's produced by Justin Bieber's producer right? <laughs> through networking and lots of connections. We can we have access to that. So my main goal is to bring crypto education to everybody, whether that's through uh, channels, my own channel, um, any way, shape or form. So uh, currently partnered with a big influencer agency so that way I can help educate influencers before they start promoting any type of random crypto project. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. I'm excited about uh, just the gaming space in general. And that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why, you know, I was drawn to you guys, you know, y'all had a huge gaming background. Um, and yeah, I've been watching your show for, I guess, over two years now. And it's just really happy to be a part of this because wow, everything's man. grown up so big you, and it's absolutely wild. And I, I put my link tree in the deal and I'll just drop that in the chat. Okay. It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Good deal. Well, thank you so much. Very, thank you so very much for coming on yeah. the show here. I really appreciate it. We're going to be talking with you a little bit more about these Hillary Clinton comments here in a second. But guys, if you're enjoying today's show, smash that like button. I know we can get to 500 likes over the next couple of minutes. Tim, I want to throw you the same question I asked Harry. What is your make of all the long-term bullish fundamentals that continue continually march forward and they never seem to slow down. And the fact that there is a lot of boredom in the crypto space lately. People frankly just are not paying as much attention as they were six months ago. You know, you have FUD coming out. Everybody's looking at CNN and MSNBC and all these news agencies about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. That's got all of the retail attention right now. What do you make of that dichotomy between the people that are saying, hey, the long-term technicals, super, super, super bullish. Short-term though, there's just not much going on. Yeah, I mean, that has to go with, are you experienced in crypto or are you not experienced in crypto? Those who are experienced know that that actually might be one of the most bullish things right there that the price is this high yeah. while being this boring. If you go back 
throughout the history. And again, I'm only two years into this now, but I've done my back analysis. I've talked to those wiser and older than me that have been here for a while. And, and you're seeing extremely low levels when we're talking about, talking about boring. Like look at the volume action we're seeing. When we're seeing volume action like this in the past, these are ridiculously low prices. So the fact that we're hovering between 30 and 40 while being boring, I guess it's really 30 and 46 while being boring is long-term bullish in and of itself. Again, if you're new, you're very impressionable. You're willing to look at the news, look at the FUD and the FOMO and make your opinions based solely on that. But the experienced traders, the experienced investors, they know that what we're seeing right now is simply a ploy to try to FUD people out because this is the time where the institutions in Wales try to gobble as much as they can. I've talked a lot, a lot about that, about the composite man, Bub, as some of you guys know, I Bub. call him. Uh, and, and again, I, I am really focused right now in this season of looking at the one hour and four hourly charts because I want to know what's happening next. I always want to be preparing myself for the next 24 to 72 hours. However, when I zoom out, I'm long term, my holding portfolio, my hodling portfolio, oh, it's safe and I'm trusting it's about to grow here within the next couple of months. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you're right. But let's also let's play devil's advocate a little bit. You yeah. know, one of the things that I'm excited about is that Bitcoin has been setting similar highs up here around forty five thousand dollars, even despite the fact that the boredom is, is setting in and people are paying attention to other things. We're setting higher lows, even though all of that's true. There is also an argument to be made that right now there is a bear flag forming on Bitcoin that's been in place since the beginning of the year. And then if we had a price target for that, it would drop us down to like $30,000, if not lower. What do you make of the argument that, yes, we're managing to maintain higher, we're managing to, man, managing to maintain a $40,000 price level right now, despite all the boredom. Yeah. What would you say to someone who says, yeah, but is that going to last? What if we do drop down into those 20s? I mean, there's always a case. Like, I was thinking about it this morning. There is no guarantee about a bottom price. Whenever any analyst, whether they are brand new or they have been here since the very beginning, not even Satoshi Nakamoto knows what the absolute bottom is. However, when we're looking at the news, when we're looking at the fundamentals, when we're looking at things that are happening and taking into account that right now is considered a boring, or as Smays called it, a turtle market, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that as we read the headlines that are not getting main attention, these massive institutions are beginning to move into it. We talked about on the show two days ago, the amount of people who not only like just recently within the last two years used to say Bitcoin was the worst. They used to say it's not going anywhere. It's going to zero. And they are flipping their tunes to now say, actually, I was wrong. Bitcoin is the future. Those are the things that keep me in a healthy spot of saying, you know what, even if the price goes into the 20s, I'm going to continue to hold on because the price is going to continue to go up and to the right as it has since its very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And Smay, let me ask you one question before we move on here to our first community discussion. By the way, guys, we read every super chat. So if, you, if there's anything that you really want us to see, to see and to read, we do appreciate all of your support. Smay, how much do you think the current political zeitgeist, i.e. Russia invading Ukraine, uh, interest rates, you know, f all kinds of FUD coming out about oil prices, how much do you think all of this news and media is driving people away from crypto? How big of an impact do you think that is having on crypto insofar as th those news things being just a big distraction from the cryptocurrency space? Well, I think exactly the word you just used, distraction. Right. I think we still live in this uh, era of crypto's adoption where we're still early enough to where we're. And I actually just think this is a big change in culture in general, is that I think that we're everything is very much driven on hype and culturally talking about it a lot. I think when you catch when something else catches the attention of everybody's minds right now, politically, things are wild, guys. Like there's things on left, right, you know, front, center, back, you know, whatever. Like there's things everywhere right now that are and, and big one of the biggest of them being this conflict in, in in Europe. But like I think there's so many things politically and just in general that have distracted people from wanting to uh, talk about in Bitcoin and invest and grow that adoption that there's no, there's not a hype right now. There's just very much a kind of a boring, if anything, somberness in, in the, the world worldwide at this point. Um, so ultimately that is the perfect ripe, uh, uh, environment for a turtle turtle markets so that's why i think we're at so despite all of this because i agree with you despite all of this mainstream media uh fud and distraction coming into the space being necessarily bad for the cryptocurrency space is distracting a lot of people would you say that a lot of what's going on in the world right now in the long run would actually be good for bitcoin because it shows the value proposition of bitcoin yeah i mean i think if anything this will start to 
this will start to itch away at a lot of people's concerns. If things continue to stay somber, right? Thing people are starting to continue to be uncertain. They're going to start to try to look for that way out of that hole uh, of, of that kind of depression that they're feeling. And in that, I think that for a lot of people, if it's a financial issue, they're going to look for it, find ways to get out financially. And what you'll find is there's going to be a lot of people that for multiple different reasons uh, uh, gravitate towards crypto at, in the long run. But it has to start hurting first. And right I now, I think people are just a little bit, you know, a little bit uneasy, but once it starts to really hurt the environment, then they're going to find something attached to you and you'll have, you'll see different reasons. You'll see people jumping on it for decentralization purposes mm-hmm. uh, and so on. Or you'll see people jumping on it because they want to make gains. They want to start trading. They want to get out of their financial rut. So, and I think the re- the reason I asked that is because there's a lot of things going on in the traditional me- in, in the world right now that are show that are bad for the Bitcoin price in the short term. War and conflict is not good for the Bitcoin price. It's a, first of all, it's a horrible thing just from a moral standpoint. It's a tragic, tragic, travesty and it's a tragedy of what's going on right now but it's also bad for the bitcoin price you know it being bad for people is much more important than being bad for the price but it's just a fact it is bad for the price but at the same time even though it's bad for the short-term price everything that's going on in russia and ukraine right now is actually just exemplifying the need for bitcoin you got people having their bank accounts shut down you have people not being able to access their finances so they're not able to move and travel they are not able to exercise financial sovereignty during conflict and it's like okay yeah you have financial sovereignty kind of whenever it's convenient and then a war breaks out and then you lose it because of the way the systems are built. So we care very much about this concept of financial sovereignty. And the thing I want you guys to remember is that the reason that we talk about price so much is because that's what our channel is based around. That, that's the point of this channel is to bring you price updates. But never forget that no matter what the Bitcoin price does, its underlying intrinsic reason for being created, which was to have a decentralized peer-to-peer currency... That has never been undermined, and that is only stronger than ever. Its purpose and its principles are only growing more and more by the day. So, yes, the price might be down a little bit from all-time high. Yes, there could be bearish technicals and fundamentals. But please don't forget that the price action is not the most important thing that Bitcoin has. Its Mm. purpose instead is. With that said, let's go ahead and move into our first community discussion here, and then we're going to jump into some headlines and discussion. Yeah, we have a couple here. Uh, Crypto Alchemist said for VET, which is great. And this is one of the reasons I also love that he's on the show today and future shows. Just so you guys know, if you have questions about... Uh, altcoins and NFTs, XRP. I know he's really big on XRP as well. Great days to ask those questions when he's here. But for Vet, are you familiar with Soul Fighters, an NFT future P2E game? It uh, is it a dead project or does it have some potential? Glad to have you here. Super glad to be here as always. Like I said, um, as far as the Soul uh, Fighters, there's a couple things, uh, rumors and fud going on with it, and you know I won't get into deep on it here. Uh, but I have been diving deep into the Discord and other things, and there are some red flags. But um, we can go over those later since it's definitely not on topic. Um, mm. But. Uh, the Solana NFTs are coming into a couple hiccups, same with the Cardano ones, especially with lots of congestion and, uh, of course, duplication and people scamming everyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyone else have any thoughts about that? I don't. I'm not familiar with the project, so I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. Uh, Divesh Sinai, I think that's how it's pronounced, Sine. said thoughts on Engine Coin and the price prediction for 2022. I'm vaguely familiar with engine it looks like kelly's in the chat i know he could tell yeah. you something about it well yeah he said he's on his way to the airport i think oh there you go i'm saying, pretty yeah. sure engine is one of the coins that's kind of a back end for for blockchain gaming to be developed on for blockchain games to be developed on is that right yeah yeah it's uh yeah it, it's Correct. engine it's cleverly called engine because it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a game, a game engine. engine it's a game so, engine basically yeah. i don't know too much about the fundamentals of it but any i what i can tell you is that i am a big proponent of investing in infrastructure that's why i invest in um ethereum cardano bitcoin these are all infrastructure products projects that you build other things on top of. I'm not going to be as interested in investing in something like a pancake swap or a Sunday swap because that's the product built on the infrastructure. I would much rather invest in the underlying architecture that supports those projects because if I do that, then whenever those projects make money, it's going to lead back to value for the infrastructure. So I can't tell you much about the uh, the actual fundamentals of Engine itself, but I do believe it's one of the larger, if not the largest, uh, basically blockchain gaming engines there is. If that's the case, then I would definitely say it's something to look into. I might look into it some more after the this conversation, to be honest with you. So. We had one that just came in from Lucas Jaskowski, who's been a member now for two months as a Jedi Youngling, said, did you, or do you, uh, do you, I think he said, do you have heard. you heard about Seesaw Protocol? I have no, not. No, but I think it's pretty up and down. It's yeah. pretty up and hey, down. No. Yeah, the price is up and down. Uh, Had to do it to you. Had yeah. to. Vet, have you heard anything about uh, Seesaw? I have not heard anything about no. Seesaw. I'm just giggling. Do you Seesaw? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's an office reference. Of course I see, Saw. 
Anyway, okay. all right. That, all I think right. that's all, that's all the ones we have. Chirp, I did see someone chirp. say real quick, Jeb, could you recap the show? He said, can you restart the show over? Because I just got here. Uh, we can't restart the show, but what have we talked about so far and where are we about to yeah, get? Yeah, so Bitcoin's been down over the last three days. We talked about why that might be. I said that FUD from Russia, Ukraine, interest rates, oil markets, and the rest of the geopolitical zeitgeist right now are leading to, leading to uncertainty in the cryptocurrency space. And as a result of that, one, it is driving the price down and stopping it from getting above $45,000 over the last three months. However, much of what's going on in the geopolitical space right now is actually going to lead to much more price appreciation on Bitcoin in the future because it is exemplifying the main reason why Bitcoin was created, which was to help you achieve financial sovereignty. That's really what we've talked about this entire show so far. But speaking about what we're talking about this show now, we're going to go ahead and move into headlines and discussions. Tim, could you take that away yeah, for this us? Is, this is going to be fun because this is my first day getting to do this. You know, Kelly usually runs us through, but before I get there, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We are going to have a lot of stuff coming out here soon. You don't yes, want to miss are. it. But I want to separate, you know, I, there's two different things. A couple articles, heavy news day today, but there's two different sections. We're going to talk about Bitcoin fundamental articles that are coming out. Uh, and then we're going to discuss, 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 discuss. Uh, Hillary's comments recently and everything that's happening with Ooh. Russia, Ukraine, because that is probably the most talked about uh, story in crypto right now, even though theoretically speaking, it's not correlated. What's happening over there is having a lot of impact on crypto. So let's start off. A couple of things that people should be ready uh, and waiting for is that Bitcoin mining difficulty drops for the first time this year, dropping 1.5%. Now, this story goes on to talk about it interviewed miners and it talked about how we haven't seen a drop really since the that that dip we had back in May, June, July. Uh, however, when you look at this chat on Glassnode, as, even though we've gone down, this really isn't that significant in my opinion. So I want to see if this continues. But just so you know, miners are even commenting on the fact that they, they have seen it a little bit easier uh, to do their job. And so the next story that might have some form of impact, uh, and I want to hear necessarily what Jeb thinks on this, but New York Bitcoin mining monitorium bill garners more support. What that bill is talking about is potentially taking a three-year uh, hiatus or a three-year gap on allowing the state of New York to mine Bitcoin. Uh, not a lot to add here. If you guys want to read that article, it's on Cointelegraph. But ultimately, here's a state that we know New York City and the mayors that are running for New York City mayorship yeah. are very pro-Bitcoin, but the state itself might put a three-year hiatus Which on is, uh, mining. That's really interesting because Kelly talked about it. Uh, I think he talked about this on the show. This might have been off camera, but he, you know, he lives in New York City. He talked about how, yes, New York City is the financial capital of the world, but it's so hard to get any Thing done there. And I think you've seen this happen a lot over the last two years where you have very, very, very successful states and cities. I'm mainly talking about California, Los Angeles, uh, and then New York and New York City. These states and, and cities been extremely successful, have all kinds of billionaires living there, but they want to overstep and they want to crack down and they want to make it difficult and they want to say, yes, but you can't do business here because of X, Y, and Z. And then what happened? Everybody moved to Florida. I live in Florida, so yippee-ki-yay. Come on, billionaires, come live here. Help my state economy because we don't have a state tax and we're not going to try and stop you from doing your job. So this is very much one in line with the way that New York City and New York State has often played the game. And two, it also shows you that there is competition on an interstate level in the United States. If you do see New York City do that, New York State do this, you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to leave New York State behind and they are going to miss out on one of the biggest financial revolutions that we have ever seen. They're going to miss out on the mining sector because there could be hundreds of billions of dollars in mining done in New York. Now, they're they're their energy is very expensive, so it might not be exactly a mining hub, but they're going to get left behind. And you would think that New York, the state, would have learned from the mistakes of New York City and Los Angeles County by getting all of their wealthy people to leave and go do business somewhere else because it's not good for their economy. But, yeah. you know, that's just what I think. Well, those are the two stories that have potential bearish uh, implica okay. <laughs> implications on the Bitcoin price. The, the bullish one is that Bitcoin might, and that's the key word here, might be seeing a major core update in April. Now, why this is significant is because a lot of people kind of just treat Bitcoin as it's the oldest, it's the same, it's never going to change. But Bitcoin, even though it does it slower than other projects, does in fact from time to time update. And so this is something that potentially is going to be coming out here in April. And I'm going to scroll to what that would mean for everybody. Uh, it says the update might improve transaction privacy to allow for recurring payments without a third party. So this is something that I don't know. Might It might not be the most massive piece of fundamental news breaking, but this does give us some clarity on Bitcoin is not finished. Bitcoin is continuing to update and improve along with all the 
the other altcoins. So that's our fundamental updates on what's happening in Bitcoin, what you need to know about. Let's kind of change pace and move on to the Russia issue, because again, that's probably the main concern of most crypto investors right now. Now, the first thing is we talked about yesterday, Kelly brought up an article talking about the increased volume happening in Russia right now in crypto. And JP Morgan is even getting on board with this, saying that the crypto is set to be a big boost from rubles collapse and the growing market share of stable coins. So JP Morgan is talking about how everything happening right now over in the Ukraine is affecting the Russian people. And due to the collapse of the ruble, we're seeing actual increase in the volume. Now, this is a little bit, uh, you know, this is a discussion that I, I need to do more digging in to find the truth, because also breaking this morning was an article from Proactive talking about how Bitcoin bounce theory debunked as Russian, Russian crypto trading volume falls 50%. So pause right there. A lot of people are putting the recent bullish price action on what is happening right now and Russia getting into it. Obviously, here in the last about 30 to 36 hours, we've seen Bitcoin start to come down. But according to this article, it goes into detail on how actually... This 15% hike last week that we saw due to Russian volume might not have actually been due to Russian volume, but more anticipation of other people believing that that volume would increase. So this is something definitely to continue to keep an eye on. I'm not going to make a statement, Jeb, you're welcome to, because I do not see what the Russian volume is right now, but we're kind of seeing conflicting reports right now. Some people saying that it's improving and Russia's adopting Bitcoin very quickly, whereas others are saying, no, actually nothing significant is happening. That's actually more an anticipation move. Do you have any thoughts about that before I yeah, move on no, to the last I the thing you got to realize, I'll show, the, I'll show them the Russian ruble chart right now. That's the currency of Russia. If you take a look at the ruble, I'll look at a three-daily chart and show you the history of it. It's undergone major corrections also. It did. It happened in 98, back when it went from 15 cents all the way down to about uh, 4 cents. But you can see what's going on right here. We saw a major drop in 2014 as well against the U.S. dollar. Take a look at what has happened in just the last couple of weeks ever since the invasion began. Going back to February 17th, I'll actually go to the daily chart so we get a little more resolution here. Going back to February the 17th, the ruble is down 32% in 18 days. It's very, very, very difficult to get a currency to go up in valuation unless the currency that it's trading against loses valuation. Now, the thing to keep in mind is that the Russian ruble has been losing valuation against the dollar, especially for the last two years, despite the fact that the U.S. dollar is losing valuation. So it's actually losing value even faster than you think it is. If you were to change this chart to look at, you know, twenty, you know, $2,000, it would be losing money very, very quickly, even faster than it already is. Here's why this is so important. Everybody's talking about all these sanctions, and they say, look— uh, Maersk and MSC uh, the, make up 34% of global shipping markets uh, just shut down everything except food and humanitarian deliveries and exports and imports to Russia. We just saw, you know, uh, almost every single nation in the European Union has shut down their airspace. Major nations all around the world shutting down their airports for Russian airlines. We're seeing all kinds of sanctions put on Russia. A lot of people are saying, yes, but guess what? Russia has $600 billion in their war chest. They got a half a trillion dollars in their war chest. Yes, but a lot of that is stored in the ruble, and the ruble just lost 30% of its value. Mm. However much money in their war, and I don't know the exact number on this, however much money in their war chest is stored in rubles, they just lost 30% of that. Let's be clear on that. And their economy also just lost 30% of its purchasing power because everybody who is storing their money in the ruble, which is typically what you do, you store your money in your national currency, just lost a third of their net worth in a week and a half. So <laughs> that is one a horrible thing for the Russian people. You know, when we talk about Russia and Russia's doing terrible things, we're talking about the government and I'm mainly talking about Putin. I want to be clear on that. I don't have a problem with the Russian people. I do have a problem with Putin. I'll be very clear on that. Mm. However, the other point here is that what just happened to this currency shows you exactly why Bitcoin is so important. Bitcoin could lose 30% of its value in a day. In fact, I've watched it lose 50% of its value in a day, but it didn't do it because one leader came in and started a global conflict and crashed the currency because they wanted to be expansionist. It didn't happen because someone wanted to do something for their own self-gain, and then it caused a collapse in the price action of the currency that would impact millions and millions of people. When Bitcoin loses its valuation, it's because of FUD, and it'll come right back because it's fundamental are always growing. The ruble crashing a third in two and a half weeks shows you exactly why Bitcoin needs to be around in the first place. Yeah, I completely agree. And now we're going to move on to the last story. And this is the one we titled the whole show around. And I want the whole team to discuss the implications of this. But on Crypto Potato, which again, I don't know if Crypto Potato is the most reliable source, but this is, you can find it almost anywhere. This is just where we had the article. Hillary Clinton has come out and is disappointed that some crypto exchanges refuse to stop servicing Russians. Her direct quote right here says, I was disappointed to see that some of the so-called crypto exchanges, not all of them, but some of them are refusing to end transactions with Russia for some philosophy of libertarianism or whatever. So we're not going to get into the deep pol pol politics of the Clintons and of libertarianism. I want everyone, whatever you believe politically, that's 
all up to you. This is the point. It's not just Hillary. We actually see a lot of politicians and a lot of people speaking their mind, wishing that exchanges would actually close the doors to some of these Russian people, even the innocent civilians who have done nothing. And the question is, if we were to listen to these voices, and some exchanges have, but if all exchanges were to listen to the cries to continue to put sanctions on Russia, including the crypto exchanges, what would that mean for the future of crypto? Here's the thing, guys. Crypto was built for a reason. Bitcoin was not built for a price action. It was not built for profit. It was built for people. It was built on principles and it was built to fulfill a purpose. That's why Bitcoin was created. It was not built so that we could all become millionaires. That's why we don't talk about financial freedom anymore. For a long time, we said, hey, our vision is to help you achieve financial freedom. And then I stepped back one day and I looked and I'm like, you know what? Financial freedom has become a very... bastardized term. I don't think that's a curse word in that phrasing. I'm not, I hope it isn't. It has become very misguided. Financial freedom nowadays means I have a yacht. I have a nice house. I have a boat. I have a car. I have a million bucks in the bank account. Hey, look, great. I want you guys to be very wealthy. I want you guys to make a lot of money in crypto. But more importantly than that, I want you to have financial sovereignty. And what that means is having control over your own finances. Bitcoin, in my opinion, was built for the purpose of helping people achieve financial sovereignty. That's why Ethereum was built. That's why Cardano was built. That's why all these different projects were built to help people achieve financial sovereignty in a lot more ways than just making money. It's much more complicated than that. It's immutability. It's decentralization. It's uh, proper governance. It's, as Charles Hoskinson talked about on the channel a month ago, inclusive accountability. These are all very important concepts. And cryptocurrency is a revolution, not just a price, but also a purpose for people. So the reason that I disagree with Hillary here, and I'm not going to get into a bunch of politics here. I know Hillary's a very inflammatory name. Um... The reason that I disagree with Hillary here is because Bitcoin was not designed to be something that you use to control what people think or what people do. It was designed to be a neutral entity that allows people to not have the shackles of another person telling them what to do with their finances. That's what it was. It was not designed to pick sides. It was, in fact, designed so that you cannot pick sides. And it was, in fact, designed so that there is absolutely no possible way to force a side to be chosen. Now, here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with an individual having an opinion. I have an opinion. I think Putin is an expansionist. I think he's a liar. And I think he's, you know, the reason that this happened. I'll make that clear. That's what I think. Bitcoin does not have that opinion. Bitcoin is going to make itself just as available to Vladimir Putin himself as it would to me, as it would to you or Tim or Smay or Harry here on the channel. Because Bitcoin does not have the ability to have an opinion if it stands for decentralization. I stand for decentralization. However, I am not Bitcoin. I was not created for the sake of being decentralized and being immutable and being um, uncensorable. I was created for a different purpose. I was created for the purpose of running a YouTube channel, of helping to spread the gospel to people. I was created for that purpose. I was not created for the purpose of keeping my mouth shut on everything. Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum, also said something recently. He said Ethereum, not only, he didn't say Ethereum is neutral. He said Ethereum has to be neutral. He said he very much isn't, but that, that's beside the point. The point here is that Hillary does not understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and she wants to be able to use Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a sanction tool against Russia. I don't have a problem with sanctions, to be honest with you. I think a lot of the sanctions that have been put against Russia are sad because they're hurting the Russian people. But at the same time, unless you want to go into a direct conflict with a nuclear power, there's not much you can do to slap somebody on the wrist for what they just did in Ukraine. I'm not necessarily against sanctions, but cryptocurrency cannot be used for that. And any exchange that tries to shut down people's ability to trade Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies within the nation of Russia has forgotten the purpose of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. They truly have. They've forgotten that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was designed to be immutable and it was designed to be used by everyone, even if you don't agree with them, even if you think they're evil. And that's a hard truth. You know, freedom of speech is, a, is something that we all stand for until somebody says something that we don't like. That, that, that's kind of the problem that we're running through in the world right now. We've got to be careful about this. If, they, if, if we truly have these rights and principles that the entire society that we live in is built on, then we can't compromise on them when it's inconvenient. But, Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, and I'd love to hear Vet's thoughts yeah, on Yeah, I'm going to be very brief, and this is just the only point. When freedom and decentralization are put into place, they are not put into place thinking that the whole system will be perfect. But what they are put into place is to stop things like tyranny from happening. And guess what? Bad things will happen. Bad people will get their hands on crypto. Bad things are going to come of the ability to be so decentralized. But at the same time, the decentralized freedom aspect of crypto is what will keep us in a sound money economic state to where anyone who tries to take too much power and become tyrannical will be shut down almost immediately. And so despite the fact that we sometimes can understand people wanting to take control from other people, that is just not the case that will ever work for the betterment of this world.
Absolutely. Well, uh, that I would love to hear your opinion on Hillary's take here. You don't have to go into too much detail or you can feel free to say whatever you'd like, buddy. I know it's a very uh, political topic, but what is your take on this whole idea of exchanges should shut down service in Russia? What is your take on that? Of course. Uh, yeah, I uh, try my best to also stay apolitical. I try to stay out of it. You know, again, whatever your preference is, by all means, you know, as far as looking at this as a non-emotional, you know, from thinking from the outside, we look at Bitcoin and decentralization. Our main... Of course, the dogs bark now. Yeah. My main goal with the decentralization is we're trying to solve the Byzantine general's problem. Yep. And this is to arrive at consensus and uh, without relying on a third uh, trusted third party. And if we're trying to say that, you know, we need people to stop using Bitcoin because this is better for what we're trying to do, Russia and Ukraine, that's absolutely not what I'm trying to do. Right. That's not what I'm for. And, you know, this brings up the same problem previously with uh, Biden. He was saying that Bitcoin was a, a threat of national security and this whole idea of national security threat security threat is based on the fact that we can't control it to limit russia from using it and you know where we go from here this is just proving bitcoin's use case and how decentralization is going to win over fiat currencies and all yes. of these other mm. motives and i think it also just is another example of what we've been talking about this entire show and what we've been talking about for weeks ever since the invasion began and right before it happened was that bitcoin is going to be the use case and the reason that Bitcoin exists is going to be proven through this. I saw a Forbes article the other day talking about how the invasion that's going on in Eastern Europe only goes to exemplify the reason why Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were created in the first place, which was to be immutable, to be decentralized, as he talked about solving the Byzantine general's problem, something that had been trying to be solved for decades, finally has been solved. The purpose of Bitcoin was for people. The purpose of Bitcoin was to put the power back in the hands of the people because I firmly believe, and so does Satoshi Nakamoto, and so does anybody who's ever read the white paper of Bitcoin and agrees with it, I firmly believe that the best person to have control and sovereignty over their finances is the person whose sovereignty, uh, is the person whose finances are in question in the first place. May, I'd love to hear any final thoughts you have on that before we move on to Super Chats. Uh, I love this. You know why I love this, guys? Because ultimately... I think even I think you guys we're being we're being very uh, for good reason we're not wanting to step on any toes here but like the thing is we do preach something called financial sovereignty right that's something we talk about on the show that's very clearly I think that hints at exactly how we feel about it right uh, financial sovereignty doesn't like not everyone has to agree with even that like uh, we preach it here but like the thing is there's some people who just would prefer that the government has control of their currency. That ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me I either. want control over my money. And, and so ultimately, like if if we talk, if we leave the door open for Bitcoin to be used and abused in that manner, because let's be clear, Bitcoin is just a tool. It is not good. It's not evil. And we sometimes we actually need to be be careful on the other flip end of thinking that Bitcoin is intrinsically good. It's Bitcoin not is not intrinsically good. It doesn't have morals. Yeah. Bitcoin yeah. is just a tool, right? So what we have to do though, is if we're all here agreeing that we want to be uh, uh, pursuing financial sovereignty, we use the tool to do that. And if people are using the tool to not do that, then it's our, you know, in that position to be like, Hey, we don't agree with this. We think this is a, a misuse of the tool, right? You're using a, a, a screw to hammer in a nail. You probably shouldn't be doing that. And the thing is, at that point, you might as well just be using your CBDCs. But honestly, no one really likes the CBDCs, right? No, they don't. So maybe, just maybe, we should use the hammer like a hammer and say if it's a decentralized currency, Let's leave it decentralized and not let it pick sides in the, in conflict uh, and leave it neutral. So that's my point. I think that it should stay neutral. I think that's how we need to be continuing to think about. And I, I'm saying specifically Bitcoin because, to be honest with you guys, Amen. not every single cryptocurrency is actually all about decentralization. No. Mm. Not every single one. There's going to be blockchains that are built to be centralized, run by a company, and, and it depends on the use case, right? Mm. But ultimately, when we're talking about money, yep. when a blockchain wants to be your money, me, Smay, says, you better not be centralized because yep. I've done my whole life and my family before me have had to deal with centralized currencies and they're no fun. Amen. So we're yeah. in this time of future development where we get to actually have the option. So that's why I think it's pretty great. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and move into Super Chats. We're going to yeah. run through them pretty quick here. Yeah, we got one from... Stefan with Stanley saying, what are your thoughts on DAG, DAG, D-A-G? 
not familiar with it. Yeah, Sorry, vet, man. are you, uh, Harry, you, I keep calling you vet. Harry, are you familiar the with it? The Penswich DAG. There's, I know there's a couple different ones. Oh. Uh. Oh, sorry, Stefan. Uh, we'll do the best we can to get that answer as best we can. CryptoFur said, would love some more TI on Engine and Kadena and some more alts at the end of your awesome Bitcoin mm. stuff. You know, there's what we're, we're kind of working as a company is trying to find and, and we want this show to be as clean and concise and consistent for you guys as possible. That doesn't mean we don't want to answer those questions. So what right we're working on right now, we have a content council is how do we provide people the best, best, best information possible, but also make sure we're putting it in the right spaces. So crypto for keep an eye out. We will have a way to do some more of those two minute technicals, but more than likely right now on coffee and crypto, we're not going to see those happening, but it's yep. going to be put into other platforms. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got one from Tony420 Tokeables. Haven't had him in a while. Cardano TA, he asked. Uh, Tony, oh, we yeah. had some last night uh, that you can go back and yeah, watch the watch video. Um, yeah, and we'll definitely, I mean, Cardano's a project. We will probably do videos at least once, if not twice a week on what's happening TA yeah. there. Matt C said, shout out to CryptoVet for sitting in with us. Great yeah. way to end the week. And thank you to everyone in this community. Much love to you all. Absolutely. Just so you guys know, uh, the reason uh, Harry is here, and I want him to be here more often because I really enjoy him being here was you know when when I I didn't know where Jeb was gonna if he was gonna be able to come in today due to the sickness so I called I called Harry and I just want to thank him so much I called him literally yesterday at three o'clock and he was like absolutely man so that's another like Harry thank you so much for being a part of this community you yep. resemble what we Good are trying time. to build just a willingness and openness to help people update their uh, their knowledge of crypto. Yeah. Last yeah, one I man. see here. Calicalum. Yeah, Calicalum. Uh, Kelly Kellum. On his way to Japan, said people comparing Bitcoin to the dollar is silly, thinking we should weapon it to control people based on geopolitical needs and the inability to do so proves its use exactly. case. Bull. Exactly. And the last thing, I, yeah, Kelly, agree with you and I want to move on here and say it, but Mike Markle, who's been a member now for a while, just became, he upgraded to oh, Jedi yeah. Grandmaster. Woo, thank That's you, Mike. another Whoa. name to put on the HODL thank trophy. Thank you, Mike. And speaking of the HODL bum, trophy, bum, bum, we are announcing bum, the winner bum, here in five bum, minutes. Bum, 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 I don't think it's really close. I mean, Kelly is going to win. But what I think we should do, Jeb, is let's go back to the Bitcoin charts as we talk about. I'm going to update them on why Kelly's going to win and what our predictions were. But let's go back to the Bitcoin charts while we wait to officially crown him for two weeks in a row, the HODL yeah. trophy winner. Uh, Bitcoin right now sitting right above. It's at 40,600. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jeb? Yeah, I think Bitcoin right now is um, it's having a hard time. I think it's going to pull back down to $40,000 at this rate. The one yeah. good thing about Bitcoin's price action is that it's currently in a bit of a falling wedge right now. Yeah. This falling wedge could break to the upside, but I think you're going to have... I don't know. To be honest with you, it's a little bit complicated because it's also breaking below this uptrending level of support that I was outlining earlier. I just don't see a lot of confidence in Bitcoin right now. It came up here and had this rounded top, and now I think it's going to continue dropping. I, do, I, th I would yeah. like for it to hold at 40K, but I'm actually thinking that a lot of this bulk zone of support back here between 38 and 40 is what might end up holding it up. You know, if you go to my chart real quick, Smay, I, uh, I have these two zones. These, these are two zones I'm looking at right now, and that 40,500, 40, which we're sitting at right above right now, and 40,000, if we can not hold at 40,000. Even though technically there's a chance we hover somewhere in the $39,000 region, I honestly think we're going to be dropping down to 37 or 38 pretty much to 37.5. I talked about this yesterday. We right now, if I'm out on the daily chart and I have my TV sequential and Bulger bands up, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. If we drop down there, we're no longer setting higher lows. But as it stands right now, if we can gather some support, we are actually setting higher highs and higher lows. I guess daily chart's a little too far out to show that. Let me go back down to the four hourly chart. We are setting higher highs and higher lows and moving up. And what I'm seeing that's giving me Again, not all confidence because all this could be is a, a, a sideways movement before dropping again. But right now on the four hourly chart, we're at the bottom of the Bollinger Bands and had a bullish nine flash. It's red color. We call it green nines or bullish nines. We had that flash four candles ago, which for those of you who have taken CT2A or done any studying of, of TD Sequential, sometimes it goes past that. But until we see something happen, we should be expecting at least a slowdown. And it's happening right there at that, that uh, zone that I'm talking about. The hourly chart is where it kind of concerns me because yes, we're coming to the bottom of the Bollinger Bands, but we could some create some volatility and the RSI is not setting up bullish divergence whatsoever. The four hourly is, the four hourly is setting it up right here. You guys can see the RSI is already lower than this peak right here. And I talked about that, that 37, 
five, uh, $37,500 level. If we can stay above that, but the RSI being already below it, that is a hidden bullish RSI divergence, which is a continuation pattern, which would play into that inverse head and shoulders. Now, uh, you know, Jeff, do you have any thoughts about that before I? No, I, th- no I, think it, I think it's great what you're saying there. That, uh, that TD sequential is really important. The, you, don't have, you can go on my chart. I don't even know if you, you're still there. The reason why we think Kelly's about to win, and again, we technically have to wait another two minutes, but on a Tuesday, we gave our predictions at Smay's 48,000. You need a you need a lot to happen. You got to get up above 46,000. It's coming. Just uh, give me two minutes, and the, I'm calling some whale friends, and it's going to happen. Got some whale friends. Got Sailor on the I, line. Got a Hoskins on the line. I liked where we were sitting yesterday at 44,000. Didn't hold up. Jeb's 43,750, not that far away. Nah. Jeb would need it to rally back above 43,000 for him Ain't to win. Gonna not going to happen. So Kelly's 42,256. If you guys guessed Team Kelly, you were correct. I am interested. Yep. If anyone in chat predicted 40,000 dollars by Friday. Yeah. Uh, that that would be very interesting. But it does look like I said, it's it's technically not official just yet. But Kelly, uh, if you're listening, congratulations on congratulations, winning two Kelly. in a row. Uh, it feels good. You congratulations, know, Kelly. I think all of us now at one point have won two to three weeks in a row. Oh yeah. Uh, so Kelly, you're uh, you now join the club. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, there is one more announcement that I need to make before this stream is over. Uh, Tim, do you think we're ready to make that announcement? Uh, It's on you, man. I think we're ready to make this announcement. announcement. It is my announcement. Yeah. So, guys, listen up. I got a very special announcement, and uh, I'm super nervous to uh, announce this. I'm getting married tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I have been engaged for a while now, and I haven't told you guys any about it. And I'm getting married tomorrow, and I'm going on vacation next week. And uh, it's not just vacation. It's actually my honeymoon. So I'm really looking forward to that have kept it uh, close to my chest and uh, I'm so excited I'm so incredibly happy and I am I don't even know I'm just very excited I'm very excited I don't even know what to say can you guys help me out here I don't know how to announce this properly. Uh, congratulations, well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to the club yes. I can tell you uh, <laughs> marriage is amazing it is phenomenal <laughs> and it's also one of the hardest things in the world but it, it's it, I would the advice that I would give you Jeb even publicly and then uh-huh. anyone else who's about to get married is People aren't going to like this answer, but marriage is a beautiful thing that actually is the betterment of the man. I was told by a pastor once that until you get married, it might be hard to fully understand the concept of sanctification. And that is after your salvation and your relationship with Jesus Christ to continue to grow as a man, there is nothing more humbling and growing than to daily lay down your life for someone else and be forced to like you have to do with a wife. And then wait till you have kids. And then it's like, oh man, it stirs up even more. So happy for you, Jeb. Welcome to the club. I appreciate it. You grow in wisdom, grow in strength. Yep. No, it's been a really amazing journey no it, it's pretty cool um so yeah i'm getting married tomorrow uh, this yeah. chat is going absolutely <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know i told it i told everybody i told everybody like watch the chat whenever i say this i'm really interested to see what happens so yeah thank you guys so much i know that's a little off topic but i mean it's pretty important so uh yeah second biggest day of my life is tomorrow the first uh, most important day of my life obviously being the day i came to christ but yeah so i'm really excited i'm super excited and it's gonna be great and uh Thank you. Thank you for the class. I appreciate that. I'm sure I'm sure uh, Sarah's watching right now. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for the super chat crypto for Hi, uh, Sarah. Hello. I think she's watching. I think her I think her sister Anna might be watching also. Yeah. Uh, hello. Shout out to you guys. And uh, yeah, so I'm super excited. I don't even know what to say. I'm Crypt- trying to think of something. Crypto for just gave uh, $100 Hong Kong. I don't know what that really means, but yeah. you are, he just, it's an emoji saying you, you are, are amazing. amazing. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, changing a little bit, uh, before we close out, I want to want to let uh, CryptoVet, I want Harry to be able to just say anything else he wants to say. Uh, also, I know we said it earlier in the show, but anyone who joined late, uh, where can they find you and follow you? Uh, what platforms are you on? Yeah, no, thanks again, guys, for having me on. I really appreciate everybody's, you know, kind words. And, you know, I look forward to definitely coming back on in the future if you guys will have me. Uh, I definitely have way more NFT, DeFi, crypto knowledge now than I do as far as TA, although I still think I have a good amount of TA and can offer a lot of market sentiment and analysis if requested. I know a lot of things in chat were asking what I'm doing, so I'll go ahead and drop uh, my... This is my link tree in there. This has pretty much what I'm doing and what I'm going through right now and what I'm working on. Um, the most common things, if you like NFTs, Dash League, it's a crypto MMORPG game that we developed. And then as well as ESTN, if you like gaming. This is if you're on the other side, if you like the tournaments and you want to participate in watching live events, this is the metaverse of gaming. So please check out ESTN and of course my Twitter, YouTube. Um, we're gonna be bringing more to the YouTube. I'm gonna be trying to do just more like vlogging of 
my market structure. And then of course, anything Jeb and anybody else needs help with, I'm here for you guys. I absolutely love doing this. I uh, was very fortunate to to be in this position and I'm going to keep spreading the word. Yeah, man. Awesome. I can't wait to bring you back on Harry. You did a great job today, man. I really appreciate it. Guys, seriously, go follow Harry. I've known him for a year now. He's a great guy and he is definitely worthy of a follow. Guys, thank you so very much for tuning in. We got 700 likes. Thank you so very much. And also thank you for the donations that you guys are sending in. So yeah, I really appreciate that. Have coffee with your bride on my account said win peoples. I appreciate that. I will do that. She and I both love coffee. Mike said, uh, didn't send $10 said congrats, Jeb. Love and respect. Thank you so much, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, April Sue sends $20. Well, gift for the couple. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Cryptoford had his donation. You guys are awesome. Thank you so very much. Um, and yeah, I'm... I, the words can't describe how excited I am and how, how much peace I have about this and how much I know this is the... I've never been so sure of anything as a lyric in one of the songs going to be playing tomorrow at the wedding, and I finally understand what the lyric like that means. I've never been so sure of anything in my life, and I'm really excited. I'm so very thankful for all of you guys. I'm so very thankful for the channel that we built here and all the amazing things that we're going to be doing over the next several years. Guys, what's coming even just this month is insane. Some of the things coming out, oh, oh, some of the things you're about to see, we've been working on for over a year. We got a lot coming, guys. It's going to be great. I really appreciate it. And we might go a minute or two over here. That's all right. Matt C donated $20. Another wedding gift for you and the new missus. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, James C. Obleton III said, congrats. Thank you. Tom Wilkes, I love Tom Wilkes donated $69.95. Thank you so much for that. I would have gotten you a blender for a wedding gift, so take this and pick one up. Lol, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I lost mine. She keeps asking me, like, where's your blender, Jeff? I'm like, yeah, I think I left it at Tim's house back when we lived together. I have a comment here from um, Amir. He says, when is Smeggy married? Guys, I have an announcement to make myself. Okay. <laughs> Guys, um, I am tomorrow. <laughs> I'm still going to be single. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank man. you. Thank oh you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I know. It's a big, uh, it's a big step for me long, to continue to be single. That's it's not like, going to last long, dude. You got a lucky lady uh, waiting for you out there. Alexandria Inacio, uh, six months, Jeb by night, said congrats to Jeb and Sarah. May God bless your union and all the happiness to you both. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that, man. So, yeah, I'm going to be gone for a week, and then when I get back, you'll see the ring on my finger. We both, we got the rings and everything in, so, yeah going to be tomorrow. And uh, I'm super excited. Anyway, guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, hit that like button. Thank you so very much for tuning in and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And be praying for me, man. I really need it. All the thoughts and prayers you can think of, I really appreciate all of it because I do believe God responds to those prayers. And I know, I, excuse me, I don't believe that. I know it. I've watched it happen many times. So any of our believers out there, please be praying over myself and Sarah and the relationship and our future. It looks like it's going to be great, but you know, there's always hardship, but we want to love like Jesus. That's our family motto. So anyway, guys, all I got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every Every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in a week peace we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media